Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to It Was All a Stream. I am Chelsea Stark Jones here with my good old friend Zach Peter to talk Real Housewives of Miami, season five, episode ten. The title is is, is lacking for me. Diamond Rings and Rumors. Very un uninspired. <laughs> yeah, very uninspired. I mean, I feel like I hate when we get to the mid-season because then that's when like everything just kind of starts to to slump a bit. And I I want the ladies to to bring it for me. Oh, yeah, it definitely slumped this episode, which I have noted in the outline. Ten minutes of a game night Gertie scene. Not what I needed. Not even the boys wanted to be there. Like her own kids were like, we don't want to be here. We don't want to play this game. Like we don't like games. We hate this. We're, you know, we want to be on our own video games. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it definitely dragged in the middle. It picked up a little bit towards the end. But I mean, I guess before we get fully into it, we somewhat mentioned this before we started recording. Not too much news going on in the world of Real Housewives of Miami, but our girl... Actually, she's not my girl right now. I'm, I'm very upset with her. <laughs> but Larsa has gone ahead and made it Instagram official with her boyfriend or friend, whatever she likes to call him at the moment, Marcus Jordan. She posted a picture of the two of them. She's in some short denim cutoffs in a see-through black top. And it's the two of them posing in front of a what looks like a flower installment of Marcus's father's bulls jersey so weird (laughs) i feel like she's just doing it for the attention now you know yeah 
Yeah. But like, she doesn't need to do these things for the attention. Like if anything, like she's probably the most press worthy on Real Houses of Miami outside of Lisa, but that's just because Lisa's life is completely imploded. But I just feel like little things like this, like I get it. You're trying to be like Insta official and like we're cute and whatever, but like, I don't know. I feel like she's trying way too hard. Way too hard. I mean, and how does he feel about her selling feet pictures? Like, is that a like? What do you do when your partner like has an only like? Now I'm now I'm questioning I mean, a lot if, about their relationship. If you met her while she was doing the feet pictures, then like you obviously accept it. But if you dated her and then she started doing the feet pictures, I could see where where you could have some conflict there. But they're in a shoe store and... Well, not unless like you're like trying to bring in some extra income for the household. Like you're like, let's, <laughs> you know, let's sell, let's, you have nice feet. Let's put them on OnlyFans and let's make sure we can have fancy dinners every Friday night. Yeah, he's he's her foot pimp. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, it, it definitely does seem like it's something for attention. They could have posed in front of literally anything else. And I'm sure they have plenty of nice photos together, but she chose to post the one with his father's jersey in which she was married to his father's teammate. Like, he was the Robin to his Batman. And and now she's dating the son. Do you think that she's had these conversations with Scotty about dating Marcus? Well, she was asked this on Watch What Happens Live and she said that Scotty and her don't really talk. So... Because, like, that has to be awkward. It's definitely awkward. And she definitely doesn't need to ask him for permission. It is her ex-husband or run it by him or whatever. But, like, I would think there should be more conversations with her kids than with Scotty. Like, this, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Especially the older one. Like, Like, it's strange. I don't like it. But Larsa is the villain of this episode this week. And I would say my most disappointing housewife in this episode was Alexia. She really, really upset me. Yeah, I was just like, I mean, I don't even understand what her loyalty to Larsa is in this episode. I mean, especially given that she had like some nice moments with the charity event and with, you know, obviously the struggle with her son. Like we get to, we saw the flashback moments of that. So I just feel like, you know, she has moments where she can really redeem herself. Mm-hmm. But I guess very similar to like Teresa Judai, she just loves to, you know, continue to sink herself deeper. And yes. now I understand the comparisons that people have, not just between their physical, like like their physical looks, but also just like their decisions and botched logic. Yeah, extremely botched logic. It does feel like the OGs are are sticking together in this this feud um, and picking sides, even though it's it's completely obvious Nicole is in the right here. But let's just jump into it. The episode picked off exactly where we left off last week with Larson and Nicole in this very heated exchange for no reason whatsoever. Did not need to go to where it went. But Larsa went ahead and threw out the accusation that Nicole is sleeping around with doctors at her hospital or that she has slept around or whatever. I'm curious, Zach, do you actually think she heard this or she literally made this up on, on this in the moment? I mean, it's easy to hear stupid. Like somebody can make a silly, stupid, flip it remark that's like, oh yeah, I'm sure she's banging everybody at the hospital. And then Larissa can technically say, well, I yeah. heard somebody say that you sleep with everyone at the hospital. So I feel like it was, pro- if anything, it was probably like a flippant comment, a joke or something maybe that Larissa took out of context. I highly doubt there are rumors around that Nicole has slept with everybody in the entire hospital because like Kiki said like who has that kind of time to sleep with everybody in the hospital like, 
have lives to save. <laughs> you have lives to save. And, you know, I really appreciate Nicole in this moment. She did seem like really taken aback by that accusation, but she did stand up for herself. And she, you know, told Larsa how disgusting rumors like that could be. And my whole thought, and I, I really, I've been trying to think of the nicest possible way to say this, is Larsa just isn't that bright up top with her comebacks and whatnot when she is backed into a corner she doesn't fight with like she doesn't have a sharp-witted tongue she doesn't have she can't like break you down with her words she just has really low-hanging fruit rumors that she could just sling at you that hold no weight and when she's going up against someone like a Nicole who is educated, who is smart, who who is clever, as we'll see later on in this episode, she just frees it and, and resorts to such a stupid rumor. It, it blew my mind. And she she did it with Lisa about the mortgage thing, even though Lisa totally <laughs> does have a, a mortgage and probably does it. rent her yeah. house. Yeah. But it's just like, why go so low? And I think it's because she doesn't, she can't articulate and fight with her words. I agree. I don't think she's very intelligent when it comes to sparring. I just don't think that's her strength. Listen, pretty people usually aren't that bright. That's why they're pretty, <laughs> especially when you buy a body and a face like Larsa's. She looks great. And that's why she's on OnlyFans and not writing books. So I kind of feel like, you know, she shouldn't insert herself into situations like this because then she just looks bad. And then someone like Nicole is going to come in and obviously set her straight and be like, you look like an idiot. And you can even see, you know, when Nicole finally fires back, like Larissa was just so caught off guard by it and didn't really have anything to respond because she isn't that bright when it comes to, you know, fighting. Do you think she underestimated Nicole? Like we've seen Nicole as someone that, you know, she seems really nice and sweet. We kind of saw her, Last season, I felt get blindsided in the Hamptons. But do you think like Larissa kind of thought she wouldn't <laughs> stand up for herself in that moment? I think she saw Nicole as somebody that's new to the group because Larissa kept saying like, I've been here for a while. I've known these women for over a decade. And so she kept like throwing that out there, which tells me that she doesn't have a ton of respect for the newer women that have come on the show when it's like, she also hasn't really been friends with these women for over a decade because she was like briefly friends with them and then didn't talk to them and then like became, you know, a Kardashian star fucker. And then now, you know, is coming around and sleeping with her ex-husband's friend's son. So, you know, She's she's not she doesn't have the best credibility, but I feel like when it comes to Nicole, she just didn't think that she would actually come that hard. I just don't think she thinks things through. I think she's just in the moment. She wants to take a cheap shot because it's going to make her feel good. And then it always comes back to bite her in the butt. Yeah, I agree. The big Brazilian butt. Her big butt. Yes. You know, eventually the ladies kind of gather around and they see the the remnants of this fight. Alexia sees it from afar and is like, why does everyone always have to be fighting? But I I don't know. I really felt for Nicole in that moment. I expected it to escalate a lot more than it did there. But you know what? Nicole's a classy lady and I'll give it to her. She, She knows when and how to use her words. And as you mentioned too, we had a nice moment with Alexia, a really redeeming moment for her this episode, talking about Frankie and just the challenges yeah. that they've had ever since his accident. And as I've mentioned before, like rewatching Miami, I just finished season two, I'm starting season three. So that, that season two was the season when Frankie had his accident. She wasn't a full-time yeah. housewife. And 
it it is you know her strength as a mother has is really admirable and Frankie is just the cutest sweetest and so yeah that was that was a touching moment for sure I loved when he was like taking photos and yeah. all the women are like <laughs> rallying him on and he's like yeah and he was yeah. you know living his best life taking all the the stardom in yeah he's a cutie and you know it's it's sweet and I think these are the moments where it's like you see Alexia has a big heart and you see mm-hmm. that she can put things into perspective considering everything that she's gone through yeah that that's why it's so stupid when she chooses to you know do these dumb things on on the Real Housewives yeah and just have the most ridiculous Teresa Judice like takes for sure. And then as I, as we said, you know, we got like a good 10, 15 minute stretch of really unnecessary home scenes with Gertie and her family um, playing that heads up game horribly. And then uh, yeah. followed by another scene with Julia and her adoption, which was a little bit more compelling, but I, again, not exactly just not someone I'm, I'm necessarily rooting for all that much but you know julia is still she's moving. boring yes <laughs> i'm like have a baby and go away yeah julia is still you know pursuing adoption and yeah good for her i said yawn so here we are now let's get also to do it. we really think martina wants to have a baby like if we really think about it, like we don't see martina actively you know pursuing this adoption yeah like, is it as a- much as we see julia is it a baby or is it like a young adult? Like that's what I was because I first I thought she a said young she adult. Wanted, How do you adopt a young adult? Well, like a like a teenager, like a preteen. Like oh, I, I'm thinking like I, a twenty year old. Sorry, no. I'm like, how do you adopt a <laughs> no, 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 like a preteen? At first, I thought that's what she was saying initially. Is like she wants to adopt someone that's a little bit older. But then in last week's episode, she said baby, so I was a little bit confused. But nonetheless, I kind of feel yeah. like Martina was just like yeah sure like we can explore those options but I don't think Martina really cares nor does Martina really want to have another kid and Julie is just taking us on this journey yeah I don't know if it's you know like blissful ignorance of like I just want to pretend that this is a real thing or if she really believes that this is a real thing I don't believe they're actually going to adopt a kid well what I think it is and if if it does you know if they do follow through with it it's more for Martina to be like well here now you have something to do when I'm away all the time you have someone to exert all your love onto because I don't think she's going to slow down with what she's doing she's still going to do TV appearances she's still going to ski in Aspen she's still going to do all the things that she loves but now she could be like well you have the baby and you love the baby and you're occupied and you don't miss me so much so i'm happy if you're happy <laughs> like you know or adopt it- a 20 year old and then they can go skiing <laughs> with us in Aspen. <laughs> exactly but on to what i would say is probably the most this goes up there in housewives like pure pettiness that i just love nicole really took us, took us there. She did the damn thing with this. So Gertie is visiting Larsa um, at her, you know, sky high uh, apartment. And I guess just to like hang out and talk. But coincidentally, Nicole had a package ready and delivered for Larsa. So as these two scenes are going on, they're simultaneous. So Gertie and Larsa are together and Nicole is at dinner with her fiance, Anthony, who... What's your take on Anthony? He seems to have some pretty catty, catty remarks for a house husband. I mean, we're seeing a lot more of his personality. I don't yeah. have, I don't know if I really feel any type of way 
towards him, to be honest. I think I really like Nicole and I'm probably giving him a pass because I really like Nicole. That might be true, but I saw some people kind of up in arms about Anthony, um, you know, providing commentary and these in the women's issues and comparing him to a Peter Thomas of Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I find Mm. to be an unfair comparison. Bit of a stretch. Yeah. We have yet to see Anthony confront these women and be petty to these women to their face or like an Aaron Pfeiffer's Denise's husband remember when he would like fight with them and get in there with them then drag Denise out and grab her hand he's not doing that so far we're just seeing him talk to his wife about drama that she's experiencing and have opinions opinions. so I'm not gonna go there and put him in the Peter category quite yet but maybe he is trending in that direction we'll see but Nicole's talking they're talking about their engagement party she's been juicing all week I know that life girl fit into her tiny itty bitty white dress and she does say that she she invites her father to this engagement party but no plus one so she's nervous about that and then she goes on and starts talking about the accusation that larsa spewed out and how she says she can't get over it she thinks it was hurtful and reckless larsa has no boundaries and will say anything and do whatever to deflect off of herself which yeah i mean We've seen it. Yeah, Larsa has no moral compass and she has no sort of scale as to how far she's willing to go to prove her point. Yeah. And Anthony's first big patty remark was, yeah, she doesn't look past her big fat butt. And, you know, I I really, I think... Nicole sums it up perfectly. You know, she has zero respect for what I have accomplished because she has no idea what it is to work for something. The only things that she has done in her life has been on the backs of someone else. And then again, Anthony chimed in with literally. But yeah, I I think that's a fair assessment of, of Larsa. Like, you know, right now she's saying that she's, you know, a boss. She bought her apartment or condo in the sky and all this stuff. But she was a kept woman for most of her life. And she was very proud to say that she was a kept woman. How much of her money is actually her money that bought this house? Like, I know she's really well on OnlyFans, but it's like she does get money from Scotty. And the thing too that makes me like kind of annoyed when housewives are like, oh, well, I make my own living and blah, blah, blah. Like Lala Kent, love Lala Kent. But like, I remember when she was like, you know, Randall pays my rent, but like my business is all my own money that I invested into it. I'm like, but you don't understand how having your rent covered gives you the ability to invest in a business and how, you know, even if Larsa isn't getting, you know, alimony, but she's only getting child support, the kids' expenses are completely covered and probably very well covered that that allows her to then keep her little feet money and do something really exorbitant with it because, you know, she can afford a house like this because she doesn't have to worry about paying for her kid's school or paying for her kid's food or paying for her kid's extracurricular activities. So it's just that context I feel like a lot of people leave out. And I think Nicole's right. Like Larsa has always had things either handed to her or she's had opportunities and privileges that have afforded her the life that she has. And she doesn't often acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And whereas you have someone like Nicole who's worked very hard for everything that she has and had no interest in being public. You know, she had a very good, quiet life with a successful, thriving career and a great husband that also made good money. And, you know, there wasn't a need to be on a television show, whereas Lars said she needs to be public in order to keep making her money. Oh, yeah, she's a thirst monster. And I second everything you said. It's hard for me to cheer Larsa on when this is how she carries on and represents herself. And 
I did say like, I really did like her in the first couple episodes of the season. I thought she was funny and whatnot. But now it's just, it's just showing how ridiculous she is. And all of this is because Nicole said when she first met her, I, I didn't know if I felt comfortable inviting you to my home because I didn't know you. And for Larissa, that whole thing was just like an ego-driven like mindset of hers. Like you didn't know me. You didn't Google me. You didn't know. Like, no, I legitimately did not know you personally. Like we met yeah, one on like time. a human level. On a yeah. human level. I, of course, I know who you are, but I don't know your values and anything like that. So for her to take such offense to that, that she would be able and willing to say, well, I hear that you sleep around with all these doctors at your hospital. Like one plus one doesn't equal two there. And it's really ridiculous. And so Nicole, you know, uh, Anthony asked Nicole, how, how are things now with Larsa? Where do you go from here with her? Nicole says, well, you know, the only way to move forward with this is to reflect it back at her. And then hard cut to Larsa getting the package at her uh, apartment or condo. And it's a beautiful black package wrapped in a nice dainty black bow. And Gertie is sitting there. (laughs) And as Larsa opens it, she reads. And and at first they think this is like a sweet, like almost like an olive branch is what they're thinking. Oh, like she's a Paula or whatever. I mean, the wrapping was nice. It's like, how could you not think this was going to be a nice gift? Like, oh, maybe it's a piece of jewelry. Maybe it's something that will help, uh, you know, melt the ice between us. I don't know. The fact that it was in black packaging kind of, you know, would have tipped me off to uh, this might not be. You thought the black packaging? Yeah, I just thought it looked elegant. I was like, (laughs) oh, this looks really nice. Like, what is this? How sweet. And she opens it. It's a mirror and written on the mirror. It says mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fake one of them all? Gertie's face said it all. She (laughs) was surprised, shook, taken aback, all of the things. And then the rest of the message reads, take a good look at yourself, uninvited to our engagement party. Thoughts? I mean, you can just see in Larsa's face, she was so taken aback by it. She was so embarrassed because yeah. she was, they were filming in that moment and she knew that like this was a moment. She also like didn't entirely get it. Like, why are you sending yeah. me a mirror? Like it, you could just tell she was like visibly confused, but she knew that it was a dig in some way. Yeah. And she just like was trying to understand it. And you can tell Gertie immediately was like, oh, this is like shots fired. It was, it took Larsa. And like even Gertie had to kind of help her read it along too. Like she did not fully understand what was going on. And yeah, that is embarrassing to receive that type of package in front of somebody and in front of cameras nonetheless. I loved it. I loved every single second of it. Send her another one. So clever. Like we, and I mean, we have seen it all on Housewives. We have seen binders. We have seen large printed out receipts. We have seen bunnies bunnies, so much, but to have like a cute little, and I'm sorry, it was classy. Like maybe not what she said, but just the thought behind it. I, I chef's kiss. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. 
Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on Cars.com. Chef's kiss. It was great. It, I, I would say it was classy. It was a, a formal disinvitation. <laughs> and it was also a little cheeky at the same time. It was very nicely wrapped. It was hand delivered. Yeah. I think it was definitely very elegant and classy. Yes. All around. All five around. Five stars. Yeah. I mean, because what? We typically get a text message saying you're not invited to With my... the Tyler Perry quote. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, put it in the group message and embarrass you that way. But no, to do it in the way in which she did. I, I mean, bravo. I I don't know if that belongs in the clubhouse or if it just, you know, needs to start its all hall of, own Hall of Fame just based off of that alone. It was it was amazing. How much you want to bet Lars is going to bring a mirror to the reunion and be like, here, Nicole, I wrote something on this mirror for you. She's going to do something stupid like that. Watch. If she does, it's just not She's going to try to have a moment she, and it's not She gonna is going to try. But again... I, maybe if she has someone behind her that could come up with something witty, but it it, it won't be her idea alone. It, this this was Nicole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Larson Better not, than when, who is it? Adriana at the last reunion, she brought cookies for someone because she's like, here, you're, you're hungry. You're <laughs> have some cookies. Like, yeah, oh my God, no, no. So here's the big day, Nicole's engagement party. Gertie FaceTimes Nicole because she's, still surprised by this disinvitation. And, you know, I thought this was nice. Nicole says, you know, I know you're friends with with Larsa, so I didn't want to put you in the middle by telling you ahead of time. And I want to respect your relationship with her. But Gertie gets it. Like, Gertie's like, look, if someone came for my reputation and my job, like, this isn't just like, this isn't saying you have a mortgage. This is saying something detrimental to your career and you could have your career taken away from you. So... Yeah, it's breaking all sorts of codes of ethics. Yes. So Gertie gets it. Julia is very happy to hear that Larsa was uninvited from the engagement party. And I mean, we we don't finish at the engagement party. We're left on a to be continued, but Adriana is on her way to the engagement party with her date the married guy, a.k.a. divorced guy, because he's coming with proof that he is no longer married. So we have that to look forward to next week, I guess, is him confronting Alexia with with Adriana about the fact that he's an unmarried man. But we didn't even get to that because we're still stuck That's on... That's more Peter Thomas than <laughs> Anthony. Very much so. And even worse, because he's not really a, a house husband. He's just a house date, I guess. Yeah. House date of a friend of. Of a friend of. Yeah. Low. He's no better than the pirate. <laughs> Pirate's iconic. 
This man is not mm-hmm. iconic. But then we have Nicole. Her dad does come solo, but he is flirting heavily with Kiki. I love when you call me Papa, he says. Ew. No. <laughs> Ew, it's just like wiping his sweat off. He's so gross. I'm like, oh, can we like check him, please? Like let him bring his girlfriend then at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was very cringe. Alexia and Marisol, I don't know, had like a soft spot for him because they said he reminds them of the the drug dealers in the 80s, which we know they loved them. So <laughs> he... Yeah, we know that what's her favorite. Marisol is still hitting up guys like him to this day. Yes. Yeah, so he's just a little drunk and around. And I, I kind of felt for Nicole because there were moments where he was definitely being weird. And, and you know, the time when he said, I want to tell you a secret or something like that, it was not going in a direction that was, you know, going to make her happy. So we did see some of that. And then also Marisol showing up in white to an engagement party. Nicole handled no. it well. She was she no- did, but that was a big no-no. Like anybody knows. I like how she was like, Marisol's had a few weddings. Like she knows. Yeah. Hasn't she worn white enough? Yeah. Uh, so showing and, and she was like, I didn't know it was cocktail attire. Like you just white to an engagement party? I I thought that was tacky and rude. But I did think Nicole handled it nicely unlike a Caroline Stanberry who would have made it a whole thing within itself or Heather Dubrow who was so upset about the bow on the cake yeah so she was not trying to let anything get in the way of her really nice party it was it looked like a lot of fun however as all the women gather Gertie informs all the girls that you know Larsa isn't here because she was uninvited and the women all kind of are shocked by this I guess. I don't know why you would be shocked after what Larissa had said to Nicole. But Gertie informs them Nicole comes over and sits down and says, yeah, I uninvited her. She she's makes reckless comments and I'm not the only one. She calls Larsa an arsonist. She strikes a match and throws it on onto people. We see the flashbacks with Lisa and against Lisa and Larsa, Adriana and Larsa. Larsa and Julia and now Larsa and Nicole. And she's like, I, you know, I've worked too hard in my career to have someone come and try to take it away from me. And I'm just not going to stand for that. And that seems reasonable. No, (laughs) am I crazy? No, I agree. And it's like, what is Larsa so mad about that? Like, she didn't want to let her into her home. Like, I think it's a little silly to be like, I don't want to let you into my home because I don't know you when like you're on a show together and like you're connected that it's not like you don't know them all together that like, I don't care. Like people have parties and have people, strangers in their home that they don't really know. So I thought that that was a little dramatic, but I get what, where Nicole is coming from of like, I think Larsa's overreacting to it and to throw out an accusation like that and just like does she is she aware of the repercussions of this and how this could affect her career or is she just thinking she's taking a cheap shot that's like cheeky and fun and maybe it's because larsa doesn't have a career to lose you know i think that's a big part of it is where it's like it's hard to fight with someone when they don't have anything to lose you know what i mean because they're they're gonna go low with you. And that's what Larsa Mm -hmm. does. But what was shocking to me in that moment and earlier in the episode, you know, Nicole brought Marisol over and asked her, was that wrong of me to say, like, I didn't know Larsa, so I didn't feel comfortable inviting her to my home. Marisol said, yeah, I thought that was a little rude. And then Alexia says the exact same thing. And it was bizarre 
to me. And I do think it could just be this like OG sticking together type gang mentality where they're just not going to turn on one another, which I hate in Housewife land where you can't hold someone accountable just because you guys are in this like unspoken alliance. It's annoying as a viewer to, to have to watch you guys blindly support one another and make a fool of yourself. And Lars is not a real OG. She was on what? One season of the original three seasons. Yeah. One season. And then she dipped out because of how awful she was in that one season. (laughs) And so Alexia is, is holding down for Larsa in this argument. She's saying where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, where are you, where are you coming from with that? Where's the smoke? Just because Larsa said it, there's smoke. Like, no. Yeah, I want to know, like, what guys are coming out saying that this happened. Who witnessed it? Like, mm-hmm. smoke is when there's something there. There's an ins, a, a, a crumb of something. There's literally no smoke here. Like, it's clear skies. There's not even a little bit of smog. None whatsoever. And as we hear, like, as you mentioned from Kiki and some of the other women, it's like, this does not even seem within Nicole's character. So, no, there is no smoke with this fire. Like, there's just not. And... Nicole starts to get very upset and I can understand why because even though Julia and Gertie and it seemingly maybe Adriana are on her side with this with uninviting Larsa you know hearing Alexia and even Marisol she doesn't chime in too much Marisol doesn't she she doesn't get involved in the drama she just is a bystander of it which is a little bit frustrating But I felt bad for her. Like, this is her engagement party. This is her time. This is her moment. And here these women are telling her, like, you probably did sleep with someone if she's saying it. Or why do you care if she says that you slept with uh, all these doctors at the hospital? Yeah, if it's not true, why care? Yeah. When you know if it were one of them, if it were Alexia and somebody says, look at what it was when when there were the allegations against her son, Peter, remember? And she was very clear. These are allegations. These are not charges. You know, these are accusations. These are not, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Anybody can say anything and that doesn't imply guilt. And it's like, okay, well, where's that same logic now? Is it just because it's not your family and it's somebody that you don't happen to feel any sort of allegiance to? Yeah, if someone said that about Todd, made some type of accusation about Todd and his work and what he does she would be angry. Because again, that's one, it's coming for your bag. And two, like, that's something you built really like, that's your career. Your character, your your integrity. Your integrity. And you're, especially as a doctor, the amount of years and money and debt that goes into that, that industry is, is, it's tough. So yes, Nicole is rightfully upset. She gets in Alexia's face and says, you know what, when you feel like you fought for something and you worked hard for something and someone tries to take that away from you, then you could have this conversation with me. And that is kind of how the episode ends on a to be continued. I was extremely disappointed in Alexia in that moment. I was also disappointed in Marisol. I've noticed through rewatching, she is not one to, she's not confrontational. All the stuff that happened with her and Leah Black, like she never wanted to confront Leah about, you know, their issues. But In the season two reunion, she was so upset with Leah for saying all this stuff about her character when it came to her PR firm and that she was losing Mm -hmm. work for it. And she has 
women to support on her payroll that she's responsible for. So when you talk badly about me, that's a reflection of, of not just me, but my entire business. And the fact that she didn't see that in that moment with Nicole was so frustrating to me. Maybe it's because I'm just fresh on it. Like I literally just finished season two. I watched the reunion a couple nights ago. So it's like fresh in my head, but it's just wrong. And it, and it's blind loyalty for no apparent reason. Right. Yeah. Cause if they were, if they, if the roles were reversed, they would not be having the same attitude. Not at all. And the roles were reversed with Marisol and, and Leah, yeah. you know, so, and she wasn't happy about it. It was the most animated I had seen Marisol at that point. So yeah. Like this is the point where you like, you pull your girlfriend aside and you're just like, listen, I get it. You took a cheap shot, but like you were wrong in this instance. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like maybe you were upset with her. And I think what she did was wrong as well, but that didn't give you the right to make an accusation like that. Like throw out another cheap shot, but not something that affects her career. Yeah, completely. So yeah, we left with a to be continued. No trailer. I hate when we have to be continues and we don't get a preview for next week, but we'll be watching regardless. So, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So, looking forward to how and if this resolves itself, what we might see with Adriana and her boyfriend date. And yeah, maybe hopefully less filler scenes in next week's episode. No game nights, no adoption talk, no Brazilian butt things. Just. Give me the goods. Give me, yeah, conflict resolution, drama, meat, theatrics, anything. Yes. And no more of these like dumb filler scenes playing heads up. No. Well, that was like Gertie's scene last week where he was putting on her spray tan with the latex gloves. <laughs> like, no. Gertie's home scenes are not, they don't bring it. And Gertie does bring it. That's why yeah. but her home scenes are just so awkward. And I get it that usually like a housewife's home scenes or their scenes with their kids are supposed to make them like more relatable and endearing. And I feel like they just make Gertie more awkward. Yeah. And she's strongest when she's on her own. She's strongest on her own or she's pretty strong in this group of women, even though sometimes she doesn't make sense. She's entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> Very entertaining. For yes. Sure. Well, that that's all that we got for Real Housewives of Miami. Looking forward to... Next week, I heard they're filming the reunion on Thursday. So I'm actually going to go tweet Andy with some questions for the ladies. Hopefully, oh, hopefully. What are you going to ask Andy? Well, what are you going to ask Andy to ask the ladies? I'm going to I'm going to bring up this Marisol thing of like, why were you so triggered by Leah Black in season two? And you don't seem to understand why Nicole is upset now. Please explain it to me. Hopefully it gets read. We'll see. <laughs> Chelsea from Los Angeles wants to know. <laughs> yeah, that, I I would faint. But here we go. All right, Zach, this is fun. I guess I'll talk to you. I'll talk well, I'll talk to you soon. But I'll also talk to you next week and we'll do this again. Yes. All right, bye guys. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.